Welcome back to Tech Titans. I am RJ. I'm MCA. And right now we are trying to survive choking down a cloud of poisonous gas coming from Canada on the downside of things. But on the upside, Apple just had their yearly WWC conference. Yes, they did. And wow, was there a lot of news and obviously a, a much awaited product that was finally unveiled. So uh, we're going to start by just talking a little bit about the software side of things and focusing especially on iOS 17. I think that's where the meat of most of the changes this year came from. Um, so I don't know. I'll let you get started here. What do you think was the most exciting aspects of it to you? Definitely the most exciting part of iOS 17 for me was that I forgot what it's called. The sideways thing where you put your phone on like a wireless charger. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That, and it kind of becomes like a... Uh, a smart display that gives you all your information, your time, and your notifications and all that stuff. I think that's going to be super nice considering I use a MagSafe stand that holds my phone up. Turn it to the side and I'll be able to have a nightstand clock that's not going to be super bright or intrusive to my sleep, which I'm, I think I'm definitely going to use probably every night. Um, and then following that, I think the changes to um, the keyboard autocorrect is going to be a nice change because honestly, there are times like... Like Craig said, that you want to say a ducking word, and it <laughs> doesn't it, it, it doesn't let you. So I'm very happy that Apple is finally like acknowledging that their autocorrect can sometimes be a little too strict. There's times where I'm typing regular words, but it thinks I mean a different word, and then it keeps changing it and changing it and changing it. So I'm very happy to see that that's a change coming. Um, what are something what's some stuff you're looking forward to? I mean, and just to touch on that again, like they've been saying that forever. I guess I get it because it's you know working on swears, so it's not going to necessarily learn that. But oh, like yeah. every time I want to, you know, get a little <laughs> bit more rated R with things and it's just clamping down on me and like censorship, censorship. So I'm glad that uh, they're finally going to loosen that up a little bit and stop interfering with some of that stuff as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they did a number of interesting things. Um, a lot, not a lot. That's unfair. But some of it definitely does seem like a little bit like ketchup and a little bit obvious, but you know, Apple sometimes is just, you know, leaves that for an off year when they're maybe working on some bigger features. For example, something that I'm surprised took this long was the uh, visual message with FaceTime. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I mean, the whole format is video and you'd figure if someone doesn't answer, like, yeah, you could leave like a more personalized, you know, like a Harry Potter type thing. Like you're looking at a photo and it's talking to you instead of exactly. just, you know, hearing a voice message. So I'm surprised. Pretty clear. I am surprised they called it a voicemail and not like a visual mail or like a FaceTime mail. Yeah. Like it's just not, it's very, un, that's right. Kind of on Apple actually. I'm thinking about it now. It. Like they didn't brand video voicemail as um something else other than just a voicemail. That's very interesting. Also going into more features of iOS 17, that journal, I think that's a long overdue first party Apple app. And I like overall, all the OS changes are kind of getting more into mental health. And I think that's honestly a great move for Apple with, you know, just how everything in the world's been the last few years. So touching more into mental health and having a journal and then watch OS having some mental health uh, tracking features is going to be super helpful for a lot of people. And I've never been into journaling, but I think it's something that I would like to try if it was a first-party app that was simple to use, easy to keep track of, and reminded you, you know, subtly to, hey, you didn't you didn't write anything in your journal today. Make sure you add something. And it was like a few couple sentences just to kind of get some stuff like off your mind and on some paper. I think that's a great update. Yeah, I like that it kind of prompts you and gives you some ideas for what to talk about. Um, they use a little bit of ML to just like organize everything for you and be like, oh, mm -hmm. maybe you want to talk about this music you listen to, or 
you know, describe this beach trip you went on this afternoon. Here's a little album I made for it about you. So, you know, those are the, like the nice little touches that go a long way to, I think, encouraging people to actually do it. Um, and then again, in some more smaller features, but also just nice to have, um, the deeper customization for contacts when people are calling you, that's a really nice touch. You get a lot more personalization there. Uh, the live voicemail, so you can just see, oh, is it a bot right away? If you just see mm. the the text coming out and pick That's up a, or deny, it's one of the one of the features that Androids had, or I say, I should say, Android, something that Google Pixels have been doing for a bit with that voice assistant answering the phone for you, kind of creepy thing. That would be nice. That would be nice if Siri could answer the phone for me, like my little own assistant, because yep. you know. <laughs> That would be kind of cool to have my own quote-unquote assistant. Maybe next year. But yeah, I definitely think that is a great quality of life update because I, I hate when I don't know a number and then it turns out it's actually important, but I don't know till they're gone and then mm-hmm. you call it back. It's an automated system. Right, it's like a doctor's back. office and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you call go back to... and you know you're going to be waiting. Yeah, so that would be, that's. A, I think that's a nice quality of life feature that I, I would definitely get everyday use out of, mostly with how bots are nowadays. You know, Apple's gotten pretty good at filtering out those calls for you, yep. but there's always a few that slip through the cracks, and it's nice to know now I can see yeah, if it's important or not, a lot more or obvious. I have to call back potentially a business that I'm trying to do something yeah. with. And then another, uh, again, and kind of in the obvious bucket here, which, uh, you know, other companies have been doing for a while, but just less fluidly the NFC for sharing contact cards. Yes. And even they took it even further because they introed it with that. And I was like, even that alone, okay, that's like kind of expected and nice. But then like the tap to share play and everything, oh, I was like, okay, It's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming out. Yeah, it just, it's such a, it's such a like physical human interaction type thing. And it makes it so you don't have to like reach around in the OS and to do all the sending of that. You literally just Get your phones near each other, and then you can share what you want to share. Exactly, it's just so easy, and you know, just reduces some of the friction there. So that was that was really a huge feature to me. Um, And then I'll go over one more thing that I really liked is they came back to messages again, and they did a nice, again, not like any kind of crazy rework or anything, but quality of life. Exactly, they had better search filters. They have a little arrow so that if you miss stuff for a while, you know how group chats can just spiral out of control so easily. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't know where I was. Like, yeah. minutes ago. 80, you look, put your phone down for five minutes and you have yeah, and messages. Up, there's like 35 messages. Like, I don't know. So now you can just press an arrow. It'll snap you right to the top exactly. where the last thing you read. That's super nice. Um, a huge one as well, getting back to safety, because with the last iPhone, you know, they had the satellite uh, communication update, which was huge. Now they have the check-in feature. Oh, yeah. So if you're, you know, coming back from somewhere, you're supposed to be there at a certain time. It'll notify um, that person for exactly. you. So they can, it's like, make huge. sure you're safe. And then if you're not, you know, hopefully, you know, everything's great. But if not, they can, you know, reach out to who they have to reach out, out to. At least you know, you know, they're not home or when they should be. So exactly. I think that, you know, that's the, huge. And I think knowing the route you took and then also monitoring your, like, your mm-hmm. service level, your battery level. Yep. So you can always know, like, okay, they're going to go through a dead zone. Let me not freak out when they're going through right. a dead zone. Or can or, I call them? Or Exactly. Or they be. shouldn't be in a dead zone. Why do they have no service? Why are they offline? They're in the middle of a city. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's kind of nice exactly. to be able to have that. For me personally, my one of my favorite features, I don't know if it's an iOS 17 feature or just a new AirPods feature, that adaptive... Um, the adaptive, oh, the yeah, audio. the adaptive audio where it'll like fade in and fade out when people start talking around you. Like yep. it'll automatically filter out loud noises like road work or someone blow like blowing the, like mm. blowing the road or like you know whatever 
loud noises are around you, it'll automatically filter it out for you. And then if someone starts talking to you, it'll automatically fade them in, lower your music, which is super great for in situations like when I'm at the gym, like if I'm working out with someone or if people are interacting with me or someone asks, can I use this? Can I use that? Or are you almost done? Kind of thing. It'll fade that in and out. So I don't have to like pull my AirPod out awkwardly and be like, oh, what'd you say? Yeah. It'll be like, yeah, I don't have to keep unmuting or yeah, just that little thing. That's like the main reason why I don't even work out in my AirPods full time is because I don't want to have to keep taking it in and out every time I'm having interaction with who I'm working out with or who's around me. Um, It's annoying. Yeah. And just one more thing on the con side for messages for me. I'm sure a lot of people are going to really like this, but I personally am not excited for the stickers feature. Oh, okay, I'll get back. Yeah. I like that you can make your own, but I hate that you can just dump them anywhere in the feed oh, and yeah. like cover text and stuff with them. Like, I don't know. That just, my OCD does not like that. And I can just see people being really annoying Especially like in group chats, imagine just like five or six people just like spanning stickers all over the screen, all over the text and just driving you crazy. So yeah, that's definitely, I'm hoping Apple will have a feature that will like, you can disable stickers like on the screen. So like if someone starts covering up messages, you can just like filter a sticker, all stickers away and see the text or you can like click the message and it'll like make the sticker transparent so you can see what's behind it. It's a note to Apple. You always have to consider what will trolls do. Exactly. That that is like the first thing I thought when I was seeing that and covering text. I was like, people are just going to make these stickers huge and like be a pain about it. Yeah. And they can, if they, if they get accurate enough screenshots of text, they can like ask you a question and change your yes to a no or your no to a yes. Like I've seen all that happen. Like on, on TikTok videos where people text their parents, like a ridiculous question and say no, and then cover it with a yes. Or Mm -hmm. they change their autocorrect in their phone to be like yes to no and no to yes. Like that's the kind of stuff that people think of. And with stickers, you're just making it easy. So Mm -hmm. I hope Apple adds some kind of safety backup. Get around that. Yeah. Get around that. Cause I do not feel like dealing with that in my group chat. Not fun. Yeah, and kind of going into iPadOS, I mean, if we talk about iPadOS and watchOS kind of under an umbrella, I will say that the features are definitely not anything to go crazy over. More quality life updates again. I think all the I, all the new stuff they announced for software. They focused on 17 for sure. Yeah. iOS 17 for sure. And even iOS 17 wasn't like a big, huge the change. medium level. Yeah, yeah, like medium level. It was mid. It was mid. <laughs> a little less. Maybe a little less. Yeah, yeah, it was like mid, maybe sub-mid. Um, But I think iPadOS and watchOS are definitely also, even macOS Sonoma, they were all kind of just, you know, they were there. I'm mm-hmm. happy that they added all the stuff they did. But I think the iPad has so much untapped potential, but I know they have to keep macOS and Mac and iPadOS and iPad separate because... Drive those yeah, uh, different use cases. But I, I would do a lot for an iPad that can also just run macOS, connect it to a nice, you know, the Apple keyboard, and then just be able to pull it off as an iPad when I want an iPad and connect it to a dock when I want it to be a Mac, and that would make my life perfect because... Having a MacBook is great, but sometimes I don't need the keyboard or all yeah. the extra weight, and sometimes vice versa. I need the keyboard, but I gotta have two separate devices. And well, you know, Apple is happy to sell you two different things. Yeah, they offer all you. <laughs> I am definitely now like with my iPad personally. I have an iPad Air fourth generation that I don't even really use anymore because my MacBook does everything my iPad does faster, and anything I need quick access to, my iPhone does. So it's like, why do I need? an iPad when the screen is better on my Mac, the screen's better on my phone, it's quicker access on my phone, it's more compatibility on my Mac. So I'm just in that boat now with my iPad and iPad OS where it's like, I'm going to see a lot more for mm-hmm. me to shift back to using my iPad and eventually ever upgrade it. Maybe I won't even get a new iPad I mean, anytime soon. I think Apple is 
holding out a little bit of a carrot by bringing like Logic Pro and Final Cut yep. to the iPad finally, which feels like it's like three years too late. Yeah, like, and they iPad- should have done it out the gate, but you know, again, seems like the obvious thing, uh, especially since it has, especially for the pros, it's pro in the name. Like it should yeah. be able to do some pro apps and editing. Um, and just to kind of touch on that, uh, just general vibe of the small, like they were making a big deal on iPad OS, like, Oh, we have now, you do, now you can do multiple timers at mm-hmm. once, multiple timers. And like that was like the, one of the key, like features they're bragging about or, or Ooh, the, the lock screen, we have planets now. It's like, okay, yeah, like, like it's and even like, nice. I but, feel like even during the keynote, Craig was a little, like, this is a little meme like, this right. isn't like, like there's still no calculator on the iPad. There's no calculator on an iPad. You can go out and buy a $1,500 tablet, and you got to download a third-party calculator that probably has ads. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Why? And I'm sure they do a great job with it, too. And probably with all the screen real estate, they could do a lot with that. But Yeah, and I remember back during MKBHD's interview with Craig, um, like two years ago, he asked why there's no calculator, and the weather app took so long to come mm-hmm. to iPad. It was because Apple has to have that Apple touch, and it has to feel special and different and magical, or however, whatever adjectives they want to use. And I'm like, okay, there's, I get the point. I get that you want all your apps and first-party apps to be this perfect, seamless, you know, Apple-like experience, but it's, it's a calculator. Right, like, it just, doesn't have to do anything let fancy. Do, let me do multiplication on the iPad. Things. Like, yeah. come on. But not in iPad OS 17. I will give them credit, though. The one thing that was honestly a legitimate feature that I think a lot of people will like are the new PDF options. Mm. Um, and the integration in Notes is very nice that you can look at multiple even which kind of went further than i was expecting like you can have multiple pdfs embedded in a note like scroll through them all you can even annotate them reference them in the note um and the real-time collaboration features this seems like a vague i mean you know this is more google's game here but i don't think they're apple a part of me wishes that they would take some of their first party stuff more seriously and kind of develop yeah, the features like- a little more aggressively because i feel like they're leaving a lot on the table there sometimes but end of the day they're going more for hardware and they want to leave some room for third-party developers they want microsoft to stay on their stuff and not eat too much of their lunch so you know they give you some bare bones options if you want to go yeah, with like, just apple stuff but like, i would love to see an app, apple be able to have an excel and a powerpoint and a word equivalent like we have pages and pages does a little bit of what excel does if you put in tables and charts and then you have the word features as well no powerpoint features really and i think i think apple would do a really good job in incorporating that in all their devices and then seamlessly sharing it with people who have apple yeah, ids and be great i think it would be a nice first party option that apple doesn't touch that market and it's i hope google docs level like yeah that's it's looking super for basic it. it's just to be crazy was microsoft word i mean it's obsolete at this point google, yeah. Do- google docs google sheets google Sh- google sheet uh, all that stuff all of google's yeah. Apps that are equivalent to Microsoft Office are just better, have more compatibility, easy to share. You can have multiple people typing, typing on the document mm-hmm. at once. Like, it's just a perfect ecosystem between Gmail, Google Drive. Oh, yeah. And Apple is already the king of ecosystems. They should just be expanding be on that. Easy. And I feel like the ecosystem for Apple hasn't necessarily expanded in any way drastically in the last few years. And that's unfortunate because there's yeah. so many things they could create and do with the power they have. Like, why are you putting a overkill desktop processor in an iPad and you just added a real video editor, like, two months ago. I mean, the nice thing is, so from another perspective, though, the nice thing is, now people with hardware that's at least even two or three years old 
will probably have the capability to run a lot of that stuff because they have an overspec processor. And my guess there is that that's a a major, you know, just um, scaling question. So, okay, we can crank out a bajillion M1 chips because we're already making them for a ton of our computers. And now we can just dump them in the tablet and we're already getting a huge discount on these. So why not? Like it's energy efficient and it'll, you know, it'll do well. Give it a lot of capability. There is a lot of chip variation between iPhones and iPads. Like back in the day before the Silicon, Apple Silicon came out, there was a lot of variation between Mac or iPad chips and iPhone chips and Mac chips. And it was like, it's probably easier just to mass produce a bunch of M1s and just Mm -hmm. divvy them out to all our devices. Speaking of M1, why was there no iMac? Why was there no M2 iMac? You see, you were you were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Spec- you, you mean like that or the iMac Pro, I remember, yeah, two years. Yeah, I was like, they haven't refreshed. I, that I, felt like a one-off even at the time. I was like, yeah. this is just like a weird category kind of coming out of nowhere. I don't know. It felt kind of experimental, and I think they may come back to it, but I think, honestly, what they want to do is sell you a Mac Studio and one of those nice monitors separately for yeah. like $8,000 instead Definitely. of, or, or even just, you know, the newer, what's the newer, like more standard one, not the, uh, the Mac mini. No, the monitor. Oh, the studio display. Yes. Just the studio. They want to sell you studio display yeah. and Mac studio. They don't want to sell you a combined all in one. I think know, the iMac, probably less money. Kind of getting distracted enough topic here. I think the iMac is, was like that perfect, simple blend like generic computer you would see in like oh yeah an upper middle class person's kitchen counter where the whole family comes in and uses like for facebook Mm -hmm. i feel like that's like the family computer exactly and i think the imac not getting an m2 chip was a little weird but them keeping it advertised in the family and showing it in the background Mm -hmm. of all the macs light out together i'm like just put the m2 chip in there to be fair they're probably like for that type of duty, it's going to handle, like, browsing photos and web surfing and really low-end stuff just fine. And it's just going to cost them more money and eat into their profit margins to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, what something that I did find funny related to Mac OS was that they kind of took another vague stab at gaming <laughs> talking about that. Now, I mean... Even if you're not a huge crazy tech person, you probably heard the meme related to uh, Mac and gaming and that it's basically not a thing. Uh, And that still roughly holds quite true today. I mean, they mentioned it. There are some interesting tools in the pipeline for more direct conversions of games to run on Apple Silicon and Mac OS. Um, You know, there's a new tool that would convert DirectX 12 to Proton. Um, in more developer speak so that, you know, those games could take advantage of metal and lead to much higher performance, essentially, on Mac platform, not to mention actually running, you know, compatibility. Um, But then they also led with uh, their premier game. (laughs) Their premier game that they were so excited to show off was a Death Stranding re-release. Talk about a niche game yeah like i I, I just death stranding wasn't for me i I, i'm not a strand type gamer (laughs) unfortunately Um, i'm not gonna say it's even a bad game but the fact that that was like their hype angle just felt so and also like the fact they're still using resident evil village as like one of their showcase games like that game how long has resident evil village been out now like there's been i think two resident evil releases since village i was gonna say at least a couple years more remakes and it's like why are they not showcasing games that are coming out like within the last calendar year like right so that's just a little weird to me like death stranding was part of the pc like two years ago came out on playstation 4 like 
four years ago at this point. And it's not even like that game's pool of players was that big to begin exactly. with to showcase at such a multi-million viewed event. Like, to make it seem like give me the Call of Duty on my right. MacBook. To make like, it seem like the face of Mac gaming is just dead. felt very like what? I feel like all the games they showcase are very niche games. Like Resident Evil Village is not for everyone. Death Stranding, not for everyone. Yeah. It's like get at least one mainstream generic title in there to really entice someone. Fortnite or something. Like, well, okay, Fortnite. Fortnite's a terrible example because of their huge protracted legal battle. So, oh, yeah, well, yeah, immediately that's exactly roll that why, That's exactly why absolutely <laughs> Forget Fortnite. Forget Fortnite. With Call of Duty or even like just something modern. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe maybe those developers are not even trying to get into that market. Anyway, stay tuned for that side of things. I do think they're gonna make a more serious push into it over the next year or two, especially if they do figure out this uh, much simpler porting platform, so that a lot more DirectX games could come over. Yeah, but for now, I just thought that was just like such a weird. Just bizarre kind of touch there. Yep. And real quick, we do have one quick ad for you guys today. If you are looking for a great graphic designer and for, and for all your graphic design needs, check out Daniel Pierce on LinkedIn. He did our podcast logo and he will definitely be doing all of our future podcast designs and filling all our design needs. Make sure you check him out and let him know that the Tech Titan sent you because the work he does is phenomenal. You can see it in our logo. Turnaround time is quick and he's just a great person to work with. So make sure you check him out. All right. Um, jumping back in, uh, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some hardware. You know, the the bread and butter of the event, you know. Oh, yeah. MacBook Air 15-inch to start. I think that is a perfect new release for Apple. I think the like, there's so many people that... I think they're trying to differentiate between mm-hmm. non-pro users and pro users by giving regular users a more... A wider library of options. Because realistically, if you wanted a bigger laptop, you're going to spend yeah. over $2,000. And that's not really fair. So I definitely like to see that they're giving realistically priced options. Like, and the Apple says the best 15-inch laptop you can get, and it, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of like throwing a bone to them. Exactly what you said, throwing a bone to the more standard users. By the way, just to go back real quick, I, I do think that's funny where you're like, yeah, we're getting into the hardware meat of it, and it's literally the developers' conference. Like, supposed yeah. to be honest, yeah, the developer but, conference. Be serious, like so many years they deliver juicy new hardware, at WWDC, and that's what like. Probably at least half the people watching. They're like, okay, let me see the new Pro or whatever it is. But Now, here's one quick question for you about the MacBook Air. Do you think they transitioned the 15-inch MacBook Pro to 16 just so the MacBook Air could be advertised as the most powerful 15-inch laptop? Because if they were both 15 inches, that wouldn't work. And, you know, I think the other thing, too, is they just want... It's just like how they're crowbarring the separation between the iPhone and iPhone Pros. They just want, like, a couple extra numbers that are bigger... You know, like, oh, the iPhone Pro is one extra graphics like, core. Not that that matters. Uh, oh, the Mac Pro exactly. is, the MacBook Pro is one extra. It's 16 inches, not 15. So I think it's, so, it's interesting because now the MacBook Air is 13 and 15 and the Pros are 14 and 16. And now they can always say the most powerful 13-inch laptop. That's true. The most powerful 14-inch laptop. The most powerful 15-inch laptop. The most powerful... Si- and they, and it's so branding on. easier, and too. The, the exactly. other, that's, I think that's a super smart move by Apple. And I think the MacBook Air is going to be, like super enticing to a lot of consumers who are looking to buy a laptop or back totally. to school, everyday computer usage. Even if you're a content creator that's trying to break in but you don't have a lot of money to like to jumpstart your, you know, your content creation journey, the 15-inch MacBook Pro will do your video editing no problem. Oh, yeah. You might have some thermal throttling, but I mean, 
nothing major unless for, you're working with like a ton of really exactly. high resolution like if streams. you want to save 800 900 dollars on your laptop then i mean you i'll do i'll do with thermal throttling if i have to save a thousand dollars occasionally even occasionally exactly now, and if you dial it back to 1080 or 1440p you'll be able to have no problem with video editing and i think that's that's really cool of apple to actually include one thing that just caught me off guard and just felt weird too though is they don't have the USB-C one port on both sides. They still just have two on the left side so that you have to yeah. wrap a cable around. Like, it'd be nice to have one on each side to just balance it or even just two and one or something. That would... Maybe they did that for, like, dock support. So a lot of docks yeah. already have the two baked in. But, you know, that's, like, a very minor nitpick. Just feels a little weird. But I think they should just incorporate more Thunderbolt ports into the MacBooks, like, into the MacBook Airs, I should say. Because mm-hmm. the Pros... I mean, they have HDMI now, they have the MagSafe, and they have the Thunderbolt mm-hmm. port. So I think MacBooks Pros have enough I.O. now. But I think the MacBook Air deserves another Thunderbolt three. I mean, I'm happy with the right side. I'm happy as a headphone jack. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's, that, that's, nice. that's 10 out of 10. They, they learned too. that lesson very well. They came back and they said, oh, we made an oopsie. Like, we'll put it back yeah. in. Yeah. But all in, MacBook Air, 10 out of 10 Apple release. I don't think there can be any complaints about just a bigger, powerful, cheaper... Oh, crazy apple thing they dropped the price they on did the product they, they did don't do that <laughs> yeah they don't dr- on a current down. product too not even like the That's macbook old uh, thing you're trying to get rid of so it's nice and like i think apple is now getting into i think apple because they know they're the richest company in the world and will print money regardless of what they do they're gonna now start trying to just sell to the masses be a little ha- more competitive yeah. they're gonna have the I'll they're gonna, more. and one more. macbook air and two macbook air and two macbook air 15 inch and then so on and so forth they're right. gonna have a huge you know, that's why they're still selling the iPhone 12. Yeah. Because, like, they don't care anymore. Like, they we're going to we're gonna make our money. We're going to sell our iPhones. We're going to sell our iPads. We're going to sell our Macs. And we're going to also... And while we're making money, you're also going to have more options. So it's like, every, surprisingly, in a big... In a, you know, a company like Apple, everyone is winning to an extent. Um, so I want to come back to the thing that arguably if it weren't for the one more thing that got displayed everyone would have been freaking out about and i thought it was hilarious because i don't know what for this is. years and, oh yeah, i'm sure you will the second i say it but for years and years this was the thing everyone was wringing their hands over like oh i can't wait to see this what's gonna happen with this like let me try and guess let me get let me get like one good guess is it has it already been released uh it was past? announced it was yes announced. yes it, it does exist already as a product line magsafe duo no. <laughs> no. Um, the Mac Pro. The oh. Mac Pro went full Apple Silicon. Oh, it had the expandability. And you know what? They spent like two minutes on it. Like, because like, for years and years, that was like everyone's wringing their hands before the show. Oh, yeah. like, When's the new Mac Pro coming out? When's it going to have all the expandability? They even talked about like the crazily upgraded, like the afterburner performance was just insanely enhanced yeah um the some of the some of the stats i think they really split it off now though because there's kind of a while where the mac pro was like is it a pro thing is it a prosumer thing and i really like that they just firmly said the mac studio is for prosumers that's like two to three k range ish and the Mac Pro now comes with a pretty heavy Pro price right off the top. It is $7,000 to start. So they're not messing around, um, you know, just being very firm that it's meant for extreme power users. Basically studios, things of that nature, or really high-end professionals. Um, but hey, what other computer can run 
22 streams of 8K ProRes in real time That's for editing and support six of those crazy, crazy Mac monitors. Now, what's even more crazy to me is, do you remember how much the top of the line, top spec with all the software, all the additional accessories, how much that Mac Pro costed? I want to say the the previous Intel one, what with all the memory upgrades and everything, was, was like 50K it was or like something. 65,000. Yeah, insane. Now, to do the same exact thing with every accessory, every hardware add-on, every software add-on, only 13k honestly and you're getting substantially better performance bargain like for thirteen thousand dollars compared to what it was a few years ago at six over sixty thousand dollars yeah it's crazy let's talk about those wheels still are those still like five hundred dollars for a pair of wheels i don't even know if the wheels are the wheels still even sold I think they are. Or they finally just like, you know what, you can have the wheels. It is. They should come with the wheels. Like, that's just... I mean, I'm I'm spending maybe not come right? with them. Maybe like 200 bucks, like 500. Just It's funny, when I'm going through the configure the Mac Pro right now, it doesn't... The rack mount is very nice that they're throwing... I mean, that's another sign that it's meant to be very serious, professional. Like, oh yeah, you're a studio. Yeah, obviously, you want to rack mount <laughs> you know, the, these. <laughs> the wheels are still $400. $400, $400 like, for those set of wheels. Should be like... It is literally cheaper for them to produce a iPad and sell an iPad for that's cheaper than wheels. Than wheels, like that's where I don't Apple, care how well, finely those wheels are machined. They're not worth four hundred dollars. Like you're, to t- me. yeah, I think that's such a gag. And Apple makes it so serious. Like literally, you can go buy the newest base iPad. I'm for about to buy an office chair and just tape some wheels onto the bottom for like fifty bucks. Like, I don't understand why it's four hundred dollars for wheels. Yeah. But we're getting, we're completely yeah. getting <laughs> derailed. <laughs> there. No pun intended. We're getting derailed here. <laughs> um, going into more of the uh, hardware, you know, we had the Mac Studio, just another incremental upgrade. Going with the um, with M2 now, you get M2 Max and M2 Ultra. Mac Pro comes with. Is it? Is the Mac Pro come with? M2 Max is another or is it only M2 Ultra? I think it's only M2 Ultra. I think so, yeah. And so, the Ultra is another nice, impressive thing that they're, you know, figuring out once again. I mean, the level of compute in that, like in the Mac Pro, which I believe only comes with every single Mac Pro comes with the Ultra, which they better at that price. It's only, it's only two options. Yeah. There's only two options you can change. But just the amount of unified memory in there too, 192 gigs of unified memory. Like that will just know. that will just chew through anything. Like I think that's My, really Minecraft will have no problems. Oh yeah. If they can figure out the uh they can figure out that porting and then you got yeah. a Mac Pro. I wonder I wonder no, I'm pretty sure the afterburner is very specifically tailored to uh, certain software. To codec uh, yeah. yeah, specifically, but imagine if that could just handle like graphics very seamlessly, that would be now pretty crazy. Now, the big heavy hitter, the one the thing that everyone well to be fair, it was hundred percent leaked weeks before the event. People knew it was coming. Yeah. Apple I was still Vision hyped. Pro. What are you what are you what are you I'm gonna let you go into your thoughts first and like how crazy do you think this is? So, I think this is iPhone-level game-changing, but we'll also experience mm. the first two- to four-year ramping cycle in terms of adoption, because, look, let's just get right out in front of it. It's $3,500. This is going to be a toy for tech enthusiasts and a business tool that a lot of companies immediately adopt and experiment with to try and figure out how they can leverage a lot of value out of it. People are not dropping $3,500 for fun. No, for fun. Like, to I, just get, it's not, 
it is not a day one like an iPhone, but the thing is, the original iPhone was not a day one. Nope. Again, it had a ton of issues. It didn't copy and paste, obviously, infamously. That's always referenced. There's no app store. Didn't do 3G even, but the bones Let were there. Let me preface this. To be fair, I am not old enough to understand the original iPhone. I probably I, My first iPhone was an iPhone 5C. And the first one already good. And the point. first one that was mainstream for my age was the 3GS. Yeah, that was the first one. That and then the four really was the main the one that people four, had. That was a think is where it really crystallized into yeah. a real finished, polished product. Because yeah, that came out my freshman year of high school. Yeah. What year? What was that for you? The iPhone four. Ooh, I was in my early mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So. The iPhone, for me, was, unfortunately, I really wish that I could have experienced... No, you don't. It was, it was very... Yeah, but, like, the first three years, like, look, I'll be honest, it was buggy, it couldn't do a bunch of stuff, um, and I'll be... Just looking at what they've shown for the Vision Pro already, I am... The level of polish for the release product already looks like it is significantly better than either Everything the iPhone the or the watch. Yeah. Um, I would say the only thing that maybe came close, I thought the original iPad was actually very well executed at the, at the time, because they had already learned a lot of those that lessons run, from the iPhone. Did they even run iPadOS? Was it just iOS back then? It's been, it, iPadOS is new, it's only been a couple of years. Yeah, that's right, it was running iOS the yeah, whole time, just so, a bigger blown up version. So essentially, they had a lot of lessons learned there already, they could kind of take a lot of what worked on the iPhone and just bring it right over, but I will say, like for a completely new category... Just the quality of what we saw and the amount of thought that kind of combined all the really core things that various competitors have taken bits and pieces and executed very well, but they haven't. That's what Apple's best at. They're taking all the really essential bits and pieces plus one or two things other people don't really pay attention to. Like, honestly, a core feature for me was the fact that they had a really high, realistic-looking, high-res display on the outside. So you can see and you can see people's eyes and where they're looking. Because you know it's really awkward when you walk into a room and, and there's someone with a box on their face <laughs> and you can't see where they're looking or what they're doing and they're just kind of, like, looking around, like, like with this expression and they may not even know you're there. Like, yeah, just... I've seen plenty of people sneak up on VR users, yeah. and like, they're playing a boxing game, and they get smacked in the face with a controller. Like, those videos are all over the internet. And, like, a lot of them have, obviously, passed through from the inside, because you're like, yeah, I need to, you know, oh, my kid's in here or something, like, pop that on. But people want to know, like, where you're looking, you know they're there, all that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that seems very obvious, and they even did the nice touches, like, they machined it optically so that even if you're looking at it at an angle... It still looks re- semi-realistic, exactly. has some depth. They, they put so much thought into it. but And also, like, startling people. Like, how many times you're wearing a VR, wearing a pair of headphones, immersed in whatever you're doing, and then someone comes up to you, and they're like... And they like, <laughs> like, the fact that when you do that, the Vision Pro knows a person is there and will uh, put a transparency kind of around them when I they know. approach your zone... So that you just, they naturally fade into where you are and you just know, oh, there's a person there. Like, that is the kind of design thought that needed to go into this category. Yeah. But I'll, I'll touch on one more feature that I think is the biggest one. And I'll let you say some of the stuff you want to talk about. Uh, but no controllers. No controllers. 
This is the game changer for me. This is the game changer because you're reducing the amount of just junk that the thing comes with. Okay, so with yeah, with controllers, A, you have to be holding them. Yep. You can't be making a sandwich or doing something while you're wearing it if you actually want to interact with the system, which sucks. Uh, they can break. They can run out of charge. Um, you have to hold them, so that can be uncomfortable. Like, there's so many downsides. You have to make them, pay for them. Um, and then, like, if I might find it comfortable and you might not. Right. Hand Sizing th- concerns. There's, there's so, so many, many things. annoying things about dealing with the controllers. Well, guess what? Everyone comes with a perfectly good pair of controllers. Yeah. You use them to work your phone, your iPad, your computer already. You don't have, like, s- special typing sticks that you use on your exactly. laptop. Like, you just literally... It's very simple, too. I've heard... Uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten a chance to use one. But I've heard that it's they've really dialed this in. Like, it responds to very tiny pinching movements. Oh, to just, just like pinch little... and drag, exactly. You just pinch and move your fingers up and down a little bit to scroll. Just, like... Very basic, just elegant user interface. In very Apple fashion. Exactly. That's what they, like, I will give Apple, except for like the iPhone and maybe like the first generation Apple Watch, like Apple doesn't really release products that aren't polished. Like, Yeah, and like a lot of people sometimes, admittedly fairly, give them some crap about that. Like, oh, Apple brought this feature like four years later than on Android or whatever. And to be fair, sometimes it is great on Android and Apple just, I don't know, they just fumbled the bag or whatever. But then other times it's like, well, that's because it sucks on Android. Like, yeah. when fingerprint readers first came out, I remember people yeah, you were like, like... It was only, like, I think it was the Galaxy S5. Yeah, like, and you just slide your finger down the Galaxy S5's home button and it, it didn't wrong work. half the time. And then I remember Samsung had that feature where it had the eye tracking where you could like scroll through your phone by nodding your head. It's like, yeah, that's cool, but like, I'm never going to do that. Team, like, it never worked. Where's Touch ID? You know, they spent a couple years, but when it came out, it worked perfectly. Instantly perfectly. Like, you touch it, you know, half second, 30 second, you're in. Works basically every time. Like, don't even think about it. So, you know, frankly, personally, that's what I'm looking for. I don't want a feature that's cool, but works 50% of the time, or just makes me start swearing at it more often than I'm enjoying it. Exactly. So, I mean, for me, I think that is... Probably my number one, uh, you know, most impressive feature related to the Pro, uh, Vision Pro. But what do you think? What kind of, like, really wowed you about it? For me, Vision Pro, the main thing was when they were showing, like, people watching sports or TV shows and the level of immersion and being able to change your atmosphere and landscape so hyper-realistically. I think that was, like, even when they were showing Star Wars and it had, like, a speeder specifications on the left and, Mm -hmm. like, a character description and, like, all the cool hologram stuff, like, they had for Star Wars, like, that you never thought you'd ever experience in real life because it was a galaxy far, far away. Like, it's cool (laughs) to see, like, we're getting to that reality of almost being one with what you're watching. Like, and we were talking about this the other day. Imagine a subscription service you could pay for where you can be in your environment. Like, what if they start recording shows to the point where you're in a perspective like you're actually in the room? Like, what if, for example, you're watching The Office. And instead of cameras. Yeah, like, instead of, like, you're watching The Office, but instead of, you know, sitting at your, behind and watching it on a set, you're, like, sitting at the reception desk and you're watching Jim go over and yeah. start pranking twice. Like, I feel like things like that can really start coming to life as soon as other companies and third-party companies adopt this technology. And I think for gaming, I think it makes AR gaming to a whole different level. It makes VR gaming to a whole different level. And I think it's honestly going to be 
so cool the level of immersion you can feel in fictional worlds and i think that's what's exciting me the most i would love to be able to watch star wars on an imax screen laying in bed or sitting on my couch or and then or i'm watching a sports game and then i can see like all the information for all the oh, players yeah. and the, i don't have to like you know they don't take part of the screen away anymore i'm looking at my phone i can just look to the left okay that's who has the ball look to the left that's who like it's like it's like nice to just have all of that in just one view yeah and i think that's honestly going to be for me what would push me over to buy it is how because how does the gaming work can i connect my ps5 to it can i connect my like what's the connection going to be is it eventually going to trickle down into me being able to plug an hdmi in and you just use it as like a- i really hope they figure out something with external inputs because i mean they featured some stuff from apple arcade like again <laughs> touching back on the mac os gaming like that's not really their strong point. I'm glad they do the arcade. I want to see them grow that and get experience and keep iterating on it. But that's like, yeah, it's fine. It's not like a touchstone. Like, I want to play AAA games in that thing. Dude, that I want to. So I want to play like Star Citizen or something like something Hyper crazy. Versus. Yes. And like, just like imagine wrap around. Like you have flight sticks and you're like in a flight simulator and you're literally in the flight. It's not like. You know VR now, where you can kind of tell because of the screen, mm-hmm. like screen door effect. Well, like, exactly. Yeah, like you know it's VR versus an Apple Vision. It's just a hyper realistic simulation where you won't even be able to tell that things are. Which also touching on that, that's another impressive piece of tech that Apple put into this. Uh, I mean, each eye has a I don't know how much bigger, but bigger than 4K resolution. Yeah, it's like four, per it's, eye. It's a light, slightly above 4K per eye. Right. So like, and it's like the size of a postage stamp, and then they use some special optics to kind of make it take up your full field of vision. Yeah. Um, I think so, the, the best way to like kind of put that in perspective is like a 65 inch 4K TV has less pixels in than one eye of the Vision Pro. Right. Which like the, which is and, like, and this is even like when they announced $3,500, I was like, you know what? The fact that they're putting a screen, an OLED screen with more density of pixels than an OLED TV. Two of them. And, and two of them in one, <laughs> yeah. and more than each per eye. It's like, you got that, Apple. I can't afford it, but I'm happy for whoever can. Yeah. And, and, I, this, and that means that the scaling on stuff, like, uh, for me, one of the other killer features is that, um, you know, you can play with the sizing of things because the PPI is so high. Like, you can watch a full-on like 4k level movie now i don't know exactly how high it'll scale before you might see artifacts but i guess pretty high yeah you can put like a hundred foot or a hundred foot you can make massive virtual screens and watch your content you can pretend you're in the middle of lake tahoe or something like they had like some mountain environments and just you know completely immerse yourself or going back to that star wars thing that they had that real cool bit where you know, they had the an spe- episode of The Mandalorian kind of hovering there. And then the speeder then he's on. You in the speeder. Yeah, you're yeah. in the seat of the speeder with, like, I think even Grogu is, like, chilling there. So that was so cool. And you'll have the full, like, even just watching it was one thing, but you'll have the depth of field when you're wearing like, it. So recording 3D feel. videos. Yeah. Like, like, imagine recording a moment. I mean, it might be a little weird being that guy with the big goggles on at an the event. Time, yeah. But, like, imagine, like, you're, it's a life event. Like, your kid is, you know, a birthday party or a wedding or, I don't know, hopefully not you're not wearing them in your wedding. But maybe if you're a wedding, <laughs> maybe if you're a wedding, but maybe if you're a wedding videographer, instead of recording just a regular wedding video, you record it on Vision Pro, <laughs> and then now the, the bride and groom can relive that experience in almost a 3d environment like they're there again and i feel like that is also what's gonna make this product so like great is that you can relive experiences too and memories are no longer just on your phone screen or on a tv or on a 
digital picture frame. It's now like I can relive these experiences. Right. Like it's the depth make does really make such a big difference. And I'm I'm gonna be curious see maybe next year if uh, they introduce the ability to take those videos on iPhones too, um, just so that you can you generate can them on so Vision much Pro. more yeah. exactly and get that because obviously right now you need a Vision Pro to take those movies exactly. and you have to be wearing it. And so, you know, capturing like a sudden moment, like, Oh, just let me just put on my vision pro real quick. And like, yeah, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. You look like a jerk walking around that outside <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that is, um, everything from WWDC that stuck out to us. And we definitely wanted to, um, share our opinions on, um, make sure you leave a like and a comment in the, um, in the video. If you're watching this on YouTube, so we can, you know, Give us some critiques. Let us know what you want to see us talk about next. Things you want to see us talk about more. And also make sure to check out us, check out on social media. Um, we both post uh, pretty consistently on all social media channels. Um, you know, YouTube, TikTok, all that great stuff. Make sure you check all that out. And definitely make sure to check out our graphic designer, Dan, because he is great and he is... Love our logo. He yeah. turned it around super fast and really easy to work with, so... But yeah, thanks for hanging out. Uh, this was definitely a longer one, but um, there's just so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this is a event. huge event. Like, there's we could go on for a long time about all this, but I think we've already uh, pushed it pretty far for today, so we're gonna call it a quits for now. But yeah, come and check in on us next week, and we'll have something new for you. Yes, we will. See you guys later. Peace. Yeah.